First wife, Catherine of Aragon. Second wife, Anne Boleyn. Third wife, Jane Seymour. In childbirth. Fourth wife, Anne of Cleves. Fifth wife, Catherine Howard. Sixth wife, Catherine Parr. She survived him. Blind History Season 3 and time for us to focus on the women. Not just any women, but six mostly unfortunate women who had the dealings of the marriages of Henry VIII. These poor women. So there, there are a couple of ways that you remember them. Uh, the best one is, arrogant boys seem clever, Howard particularly, which is a mnemonic for the different names. Yeah. So A for Aragon, Catherine of Aragon. B for Anne Boleyn. S for Seymour, C for Cleves, Howard obviously is Howard, and P particularly is Parr, Catherine Parr. Mm. Or you can remember divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, beheaded survived. Car. And then there's two nice rhymes. King Henry VIII, to six wives he was wedded, one died, one survived, two divorced, two beheaded. Or <laughs> Berlin and Howard lost their heads, Anne of Cleves he would not bed, Jane Seymour gave him a son, but died before the week was done. Aragon, he did divorce, which left just Catherine Parr, of course. <laughs> so, what a story. I mean, yeah. we can laugh about this now, but this must have been horrifying in those days because the guy really started off as such a prince of the Renaissance. Everybody loved Henry VIII. There wasn't a woman in Europe who didn't want to marry him. Mm. He was the ideal. And his first wife, Catherine of Aragon, was actually betrothed to his brother, Arthur, who I think predeceased him by some some years. Yeah, at the age of two, they arranged that marriage. Sure. So it was a political marriage. Not much choice, huh? Not really. <laughs> but it was famous marriage because uh, it was Isabel and Ferdinand of Spain, and, and they their were daughter, yeah. yeah, their daughter, and they were really big in terms of of the European landscape, and and so that was arranged. He was quite a sickly guy, Arthur, and he died six months into the marriage. And she went on to say there was a lot of talk about it because obviously the Pope had to get involved, et cetera, et cetera, to get her to then marry his brother. Yeah, and she said that they'd never consummated the marriage. Correct, that's she what and she Arthur. said. She said that they'd been married for such a short time. They were really just known to each other, but they mm. hadn't actually been with each other. And therefore, it would be okay for her to marry Henry. And Henry later turned that on her when he wanted the divorce and used it as grounds for him to be able to get divorced from her because it was immoral for him mm. to have married his brother's wife. So for many years, it was his longest marriage. It 25 was okay. years. It was fine. Yeah. And then once he saw Anne Boleyn at court and thought, hmm, mm. she's quite hot, he was ready to throw her under the bus. Yeah. But, you know, that's, it wasn't unusual that kings and nobility had many mistresses. And he actually, funny enough, didn't have as many as his contemporaries. It wasn't something that he did, but he did have some. He was looking for marital bliss. He was really looking for that love, along with the fact that he needed a male heir. Because, I mean, they knew that if a female had to take the heir, they'd be married off, and, you know, that would be the end of England. Yeah. And even Elizabeth, who was his daughter, she never married. Mm. That was so drummed into her. Well, I'm sure that she was... Devastated by the fact that her own mother had been sent to the, the tower to have her head yeah. cut off. But Catherine of Aragon seems to have been a very interesting woman. She was devout. She was very pious. She was a good Catholic her whole life long. She did her best to raise Mary as well as she could. 
She was never spiteful or nasty about Henry. She always said nice things about him. She was quite emotional about the fact that he didn't want to be with her anymore. And she seems to have been a very dignified princess and then later queen throughout her life. Yeah, and I think she had quite a, a hard life in between Arthur and marrying Henry. She just was sort of like an exile mm. on a very low amount of money, etc., etc., and waiting for some decision to be made. Then Henry's father said, let's call it off because he'd already had the dowry. And then he died. And then Henry said, no, I want to marry her. But she never wanted the divorce. She fought so much against it. And it became ugly, I suppose. Well, the Pope got involved, as you mentioned. Lots of horrible things happened. But this poor woman. So she eventually said, you know, I'm the queen of earthly queens. Uh, Shakespeare supposedly called her the queen of earthly queens. And she really was the reason that the Roman Catholic Church broke away from the later established Church of England. And it was probably such an important part of English history Mm. that we think of it as just being the first of Henry's marriages to break down. But the whole reason that broke down is because he was unwilling to put up with any resistance. He had Anne Boleyn in his sights and he just wanted to marry her. And she wouldn't let him sleep with her until Mm. she was married to him. Seven years. But they did have Mary. So Catherine and Henry had had a daughter called Mary who later became Mary I. Bloody Mary tried to bring Catholicism back to England. She was very hurt and wounded by the way that her mother had been treated. Mm. And she's been treated very unfairly by history too because most of the historians who wrote about her reign were Protestants and they liked to paint an ugly picture Mm. of her. But really, this poor Catherine, I mean, she was even nice to Elizabeth. She tried to be a model person in everything that she did and poor old Henry just discarded her. On her deathbed, she said to Mary... Please listen to your father. Listen to your father. Stay loyal to your father, the king. Hmm. She was an incredible woman. She really was. And she did a lot for England. Now, Anne was one of her courtiers. Correct. Anne was in her retinue, and Anne was very pretty. She came from a a reasonably good family in the south of England. And Henry took one look at her and decided, I want some of that. He was quite a a horny old bastard Mm. already. At that stage, he wasn't old, really, when he started to take a shine to Anne. And Catherine hadn't provided him with a male heir, which was one of his main grievances Mm. against her. And he thought God was punishing him for marrying his brother's wife. So he devised a way to see more and more of Anne. And at this point, Catherine must have known that was going on. Mm. But Anne would not relent. She would not give up anything until she had a ring on her finger. Yeah. Like exactly. the Beyonce song goes. Yeah. But she was vivacious. She was charismatic. She was bubbly. Mm. He was so attracted to that. But she was also very fiery. And they had an extremely tumultuous relationship until she was beheaded. So it was it was incredible. <laughs> you, you just brought that in there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Gently, like the axe falling on her thin neck. Also, her sister had been a lover of Henry's for some time. So it's all very incestuous. Mm. And she did provide him with a... A child, and he was very excited. He said, "Ah, oh, finally, the male heir I've been waiting for." Turned out it was Elizabeth, and he was yeah. from that moment on. He was just not interested in her because, of course, it could never have been Henry's fault 
that he wasn't able to father a child. Exactly. A son. Was 100%. It was always the woman. Yeah. And he had to go through six of them to prove it. And that was the way he lived his life. Sure. Nothing was his fault. No. But you know that the heir from Henry was Elizabeth I. What an incredible monarch. It was mm. one of the greatest monarchs in English history, Elizabeth I. Yeah. And as you mentioned, there was nothing wrong with Mary. They were both incredible in terms of what they did and what, who strong, they were. Strong women strong in, women. in a time where there weren't a lot of exactly. women who were allowed to rise to the top. But Anne obviously was wrongfully. Well, she was accused of high treason, adultery, incest. And after Elizabeth's coronation as queen later on, Anne was venerated as a martyr and a heroine of the English Reformation. And over the centuries, she has inspired or been mentioned in numerous artistic and cultural works. The incest was supposedly having sex with her brother. And that was where that came from. It was trumped up charges from Thomas Wolseley, I believe. And what happened during the trial, the set-up trial, they got a lesser sentence. I think there's three things you do. You do, you, you hang, get, you hang, draw, you draw, quarter. quartered. They were allowed to be beheaded. And also they did a big favor to Anne in that they got the best executioner, executioner in Europe oh, to come. He never lucky, made a mistake. Lucky her. They basically they got off scot-free. They, they thought they'd had a good time. <laughs> exactly. God, so, so that was very unfair. And I think if we look at all six wives, the first three are the most well-known. And Anne, out of the three, is the most well-known. There's been movies about it. Mm. It is very sad to end her life so young. Jane Seymour is quite well known too, as you mentioned, and she was one of Anne Boleyn's ladies in waiting. Mm. So Henry just really wasn't prepared to make a huge effort and go and look for a princess yeah. at this point or a queen. He would just take from whoever was in the queen's retinue and then uh, strongly believed that she was the mistress who was disposing of Anne the whole time behind the scenes. And Jane married the king 10 or 11 days after Anne had her head cut off. Mm. So it didn't take long. No. Nah. And she, of course, was able to bring him finally his male heir, Edward. And Henry was overjoyed, but the birth was complicated. And she actually died 12 days later because of postpartum complications. And this apparently caused her husband such unbelievable grief. She was the only queen to receive a proper queen's burial. And when he died, he wanted to be buried next to next her. Next to her. And I think he mourned for six, seven days. And for him, that's a long time. <laughs> I think it was long ago. What a monster. <laughs> but the child did survive and, and took over eventually from Henry as his male heir, but didn't Correct. last long. No, he was sick. also sickly. Yeah. But Jane Seymour was the exact opposite because Anne used to have some serious fights and it was a very abrasive relationship, whereas Jane was very submissive. But she knew how to push the right buttons with him. So Henry took a little bit of a break. <laughs> He didn't have a wife for a short while, but then for six months or so, which for him was a long time, he decided he wanted to marry another princess, so they went looking this time, mm. and they went out into Europe, and there were some really awful German princesses, but what they would do is they'd have their portraits painted yeah. by Holbein or whoever, and they'd always look prettier in the portraits. So he saw a portrait and said, hmm, this Anne of Cleves, she looks like a good bet. I think I'll have her. And when she arrived... He had to go through with the marriage, but having seen her, he called her a Flanders mare hmm. and said, this is the most hideous bitch I've ever seen. I need to be rid of her. And he was probably thinking of beheading and all the rest of it, and someone probably talked him down. Um, and he just gave her a bunch of money and said, go and live in the country hmm. and just leave me alone. I can't bear to look at you. 
Did I leave anything out? There's a story that goes that she was sitting in her rooms looking out the window at the jousting that was going on downstairs. And then in came this entourage. There was five or six people and they were all dressed in costume. Mm. And they came up to her and the one completely in costume offered her a flower, something to that effect. And she said, no, thank you. In very proper German accent. But that was the king. All right. He just said, no, get rid of that woman. Oh, really? Yeah. So even, that was, even though she didn't know it was him. Yeah, she didn't know it was him. I don't want your flower. Yeah, but you know, he was quite sensitive. Yeah, he was. He was very sensitive. Now, she actually lasted the longest. She outlived all the other wives, mm. and she died last of all of them. And you know that they became good friends. Well, friends, but he was not interested in her romantically or no. sexually. Then he married Catherine Howard, who was very yeah. cute, and uh, she was related to the, the, the Dukes of Norfolk. And she was pretty and she danced mm. and all of these things. By this stage, of course, it's worth mentioning Henry himself had become obese. Mm. He had terrible um, – yeah, So he had been ulcers. Ulcers, that's right. He wasn't an attractive proposition. This pe- girl, nobody wanted to marry him. No then. one. I mean, they Especially also, after four wives. Right. She came along and she was pretty, but she was really stupid. She was. And she slept with a lot of people prior <laughs> to marriage. After <laughs> their marriage. <laughs> And she did, you know, the world just happened to her. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) She really did. Yeah. She was really not doing herself any favors because all the people who spread rumors about her affairs, she just didn't have the wherewithal to figure out Mm. how to counter them. And Henry found out about it. He found out about a guy called Thomas Culpepper. Yeah. In 1541. This person was courted. Oh, my God. And she was sent off to the gallows as well. Correct. Had her head cut off. And he didn't want to believe it, old Henry. Is he ready? He was really he was infatuated by her. Yeah. But uh, she was having affairs. There was all sorts of noise in her in her rooms. and <laughs> So luckily she wasn't hung. She got away with murder, I suppose. She also was beheaded. So they were quite kind to her. Now, Catherine Parr is the last one. And the of cleverest. These, of these six. Yeah, she was by far the cleverest. She really was like a nursemaid to Henry because at that mm. stage he was old and sick. Um, he wasn't coping well. He didn't have much of a sexual appetite. So she was like a nurse. She mm. would bring him warm meals. She would you know, wash him. She would pet him, teach him some Latin. She'd read the Bible to him. Nice mm. things. She really looked after him like a nursemaid would. And he was forever loyal to her until mm. he died. And then when he died, she must have gone, whew. Yeah, dodged a bullet. She got to live her life. But she died the next year Yeah, in childbirth. Got away from King Henry with her head intact. <laughs> and then she married Jane Seymour's brother. Yes, that's right. Interestingly enough, she also was not uh, very successful in terms of pursuing any career of her own. But she was very good to both Mary and Elizabeth mm. and to Edward. So she was like a Correct. kind of a good stepmother. Yeah. And most of the fairy tales talk about evil stepmothers, but she was a nice one. And she actually got... Both Mary and Elizabeth back into succession. Yeah, into Henry's favor. Because they'd been cut out completely, right? They'd been cut out completely. I mean, that changed history. So he's looking for a male heir, which led to him leaving the Catholic Church. Yeah. And then he didn't want anything to do with Mary and Elizabeth, but ultimately with Catherine Parr, they came back in and they were excellent monarchs after that. Well, Henry didn't really know how to choose them, but then these women didn't have much say in it either so we mm. can't be mean to them when we look back on history maybe 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 Catherine Howard mm. you can be a little bit crueler to 
But they were all related to him distantly. You know that. Yes. They all had a common ancestor in King Edward I of England. All of them. So he was actually related to all his wives. And he was actually the closest to Howard. Second cousin or third mm. cousin or something like that. So, I mean, all in all, this guy was just an awful piece of work. He wasn't easy to be married mm. to. He expected miraculous things to happen. He was a love-struck teenager at heart. Correct. Never really got rid of that. What's sad about it is that it was massive promise. It's often like that. So he was this darling. Some people commented they've yet to see such a handsome king as Henry VIII. He played tennis. He was a musician, a mm-hmm. very, very handy musician. He wrote a song that became green famous. Green sleeves, he That's wrote. That's it, exactly, yeah. green sleeves. So he was extremely talented. He was a great sportsman. And actually, that rotten leg came from him jousting, and he fell off his horse. So <laughs> Rotten leg. Yeah, so that's quite sad. He ended up being this obese, grumpy tyrant. They buried him in a coffin that was almost octagonal. He was so fat. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> and you know that when they were taking his coffin to St. George's Chapel in Windsor, there had been a soothsayer who'd predicted that one day Henry would be eaten by dogs on the street. And while they were taking his coffin to St. George's Chapel, apparently it burst. Jeez. And a whole lot of stuff poured out. And the dogs started licking it. And they thought that's a, a prophecy that's come it's true. come true. Sure, that's horrible. Pretty rough. Blind History is brought to you by Taylor Blinds and Shutters. All the episodes are available on the cliffcentral.com website and app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The next episode is about one of Rome's greatest emperors, Augustus. Look at Anne of Cleves. Where she came from, they were hard-drinking German, uh, you know, duchy. And she was very unusual that she didn't like to drink and she knitted. So it seemed like she was very boring. And I don't think that the artist survived either, to be honest, (laughs) (laughs) after he painted that picture.